Welcome to part three of the 2024 housing market forecast and prediction, where we're going to address something that's going to affect everyone, not just in 2024, but in many years to come. There's been a housing inventory crisis happening in North America for over a decade, and this affects the supply and demand. And bummer news, it got worse in 2023. So, of course, we all want to know, are we finally going to get some relief beginning in 2024? Let's find out. What is up, my how-to-buy-a-homies? Welcome back. I'm David Sedoni, busting out the crystal ball for part three of the 2024 forecast. Now, you long-time homies know what I say about inventory. What's the biggest thing affecting home prices in the 2020s and for the decade before that? Say it with me now. Low inventory. Yeah, I've been saying that since 2019, and it stayed true for five years now. But some of you are going to need the facts and the data before you're going to believe me. So fine. I'll get right into that. And at the end of this episode, I'll give you just a little reminder of the five-year track record here on the podcast to hopefully help your confidence in this source. That source being, you know, me regurgitating stuff from smarter people. Now, look, before I even get started, I just need to say this. This is the one. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. Not elections, not inflation, not interest rates, nothing. This is the thing I've been telling everybody for five years. This is it. Nothing else matters except low inventory. This is going to be the main factor that affects all predictions and housing forecasts for the next at least five years. Um, and by the way, just so you know, um, just because I'm here spitting my truth bombs here on my podcast, that doesn't mean that I've been doing this for five years because I've been giving my opinion and I've been right. No, this is simply a regurgitation of one nerd's research. That nerd, this guy. Now, here's what we're going to find out in the facts. I'm going to start with the entire summary, everything you came to figure out about inventory. I know that rates have been uh, important and people have been focusing on that for their buying activity, but inventory of home sales is equally important, if not more, and it's had a great effect on the prices going up since post-COVID. It's supply and demand. Here's what's going to be happening. Here's your forecast summarized. Ready? While many first-time homebuyers are freaking out about the mortgage rates and spending all their time and energy researching that fact, inventory will affect how much they pay for a home far more than rates or any of the other noise. Because the low supply is going to create high demand with too many buyers for too few homes. Now, this is already starting to increase in early 2024. So the prediction is it's only going to get worse as the year goes on as more buyers come into the market. And that could be either by a necessity due to changes in their life or <laughs> when the mortgage interest rates drop and the avalanche of buyers come screaming into the market. And this imbalance will mean bidding wars that's going to push prices up. There. There it is. That's your forecast. Now, I'm going to give you the data behind it so you just don't think I'm spewing opinion. Um, I've been sharing this first piece of data, uh, a, a very shocking piece of data, to anyone and 
everyone since I started the podcast back in 2019. And I even was telling my buyers before that because this started a long time ago. And I think that may be why so many people are just dismissing this fact because the data happened over 15 years ago. So especially you first-time home buyers, you had no clue what was going on when that data started 15 years ago. You weren't even thinking about buying a home. But the math shows that this fact from 15 years ago and not any other recency-biased data is the one reason that we have low inventory right now. Oh, and it's also the reason why it may continue. From 1990 to 2008, we averaged 1.5 million annual housing starts. Now, that's the fancy economic term used for a new home that's being built. So, one and a half million homes being built every year, 1990 to 2008. In those 18 years, while the population was growing, we averaged 1.5 and we never got below a million homes. It was just a natural progression of things that needed to happen so that we could continue to keep up with the growing demand population of the people who wanted to buy homes. So we know that we need 1.5 million homes a year. Then, 2008, there's only been five years all the way back to 1990 where we've been below 1 million homes. Guess when those years were? 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Ooh, crashy crash time. At one point in 2008, we only had like 500,000 homes built. So hugely a million under what we actually need for that year. And over that five-year span, it went from like 500 to only capping out at 900 the very last year. So then from 2013 to 2019, right up to COVID, we cracked a million, but we stayed right around a million for that time. And by the time COVID hit, if you did all the math and put it all together, we were 5 million homes short of the supply that we had needed to build to keep up with the demand for homes. And here's the big news flash. We haven't built an extra 5 million homes since COVID. So fine, you can go ahead and microanalyze all the specific inventory data from last year, 2023, and then going into 2024 and look at that real recent information. But that data is a drop in the bucket compared to the still overwhelming underbuilding of homes for the last 15 years. Last month's data and the projections for next month, all these recent discussions about inventory and the recent numbers that you see, doesn't mean piddly-poo, unless you know of some magic fairies that are willing to build 5 million homes for no profit. Because I can tell you the builders ain't going to build anything for no profit. And that 5 million shortfall is and will continue to be the primary variable in all things housing. This is what I've been saying since 2019, and this has come true. The end, period, hashtag OG Truth Bomb. I've been singing this song since 2019. Now, I'm going to give you some of the specific data that I researched for you as we go into 2024. Like, for instance, there's one report that describes that the end of 2023 was a two-decade low of new listings added in December, only 11,780 across the country, for a total of 27,592 active listings by the end of the year. So the result at the end of 2023 going into 2024, well, the report said that the mix of lower interest rates upcoming and low inventory are going to drive competition even further. Dr. Lisa 
Sturdivant, the bright MLS chief economist who we've listened to before, she said of the findings in this report, quote, it was definitely a little bit of a surprise to see prices rise so fast in December. Lower mortgage rates entice more buyers, but they're still finding a dearth of inventory. Prices will continue to rise until there is more inventory, unquote. Now, let's dissect that last sentence. Prices will continue to rise until there's more inventory. Notice she didn't say how much more. And Uncle Larry, Larry Yoon, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, he said this, quote, there are simply not enough home for sales. The market can easily absorb a doubling of inventory, unquote. Yeah, homies, we need double the homes on the market to keep up with the buyer, with the buyer demand that we saw at the end of 2023 when things were slow. <laughs> and that's basically when the market really, really sucked. If you look at the charts and the graphs and all the data, that's when it was bad. And now we're going to need double the homes to keep up with that low level of demand. And it's only going to increase in 2024. So I know I'm getting all hyped up here, but I want to make sure that you get this information and, and process this information and understand the the main thing that we're trying to tell you here is inventory is going to remain low because of that 15-year-old data and the recent data. That means supply is going to be low, buyers are going to increase, and prices are going to go up. So get off your ass and get on your game today. Here we go. More facts. For inventory levels to improve significantly, there's going to need to be either a surge of homeowners listing their existing properties or a huge amount of new construction homes hitting the market. While both of these seem relatively unlikely, Uncle Larry, he does foresee some increase in housing inventory for 2024. He said, quote, there will be more home construction and more existing homeowners will be willing to sell and give up their low mortgage rates, unquote. Ah, okay. Let's get into that last part. More willing to sell in 2024. Now that sounds really good for you, the first time homebuyer. So let's take a look at the history and figure out why homeowners didn't want to sell in 2023 and why they might be coming out into the market in 2024. They're calling it the locked-in effect. Now, this is a real estate term they've been throwing around. It means that the homeowners feel locked into their homes because they simply cannot imagine selling their home, losing their sick 3 4% low mortgage interest rate and buying into a higher one. Right now, 91.8% of homeowners have a rate below 6%. 82.4% of homeowners have a rate below 5%. 82.4% of homeowners have a rate below 5%. So in 2023, it had people bunkering down in their homes like it was COVID all over again. Ain't nobody going to sell their house when they got a 3% rate and they know they're going to be buying at 8 so here's some data on why 2024 is being forecast to begin to see a cooling off of the locked-in effect. Now, it's not going to be a flood, but there could be a little loosening of that, which means a little bit of inventory coming in the market. Check out these major factors that may get some people to finally put their home on the market and bump up our pathetically low inventory. In fact, 2024 has been on our calendar for a long time for all the real estate people out there. It's the year that's known as the silver tsunami. It's a coming of age year for your favorite people, boomers. It's a time for them to sell their big place and get a more manageable, smaller place. And for some of them, they might even need to move into a single story if they're living in someplace with stairs right now. 
In housing, we call this downsizing. And I know it doesn't mean anybody losing their job. It's not a company downsizing. It's just people downsizing their home. Uh, A lot of times it means that people need to get rid of their stairs or they're just sick and tired of cleaning a big house uh, or they decide to cash out with all their equity and get a cute little cottage and maybe keep some of their extra money or just sit there with no mortgage and own a place free and clear. Also in 2024, we're going to see other normal need-to-move things happening for boomers and non-boomers. Like, for instance, if you've got a growing family, if you get a promotion, if you retire, or if you change your job and you want to move to a new area. But what's interesting for 2024, because those are normal things, that's what happened last year, and it didn't affect much. But here's some new factors that we're looking at. People have massive amounts of equity. Lots of options right now. They can upgrade to a new neighborhood. They can get more room because maybe they just look around and go, well, we got all this equity and we always want a little more space. Let's go. And the other thing too is people are thinking about real estate as a legacy, something to leave to their family. So they've got all this equity in the house and they think, do I want to give that one piece in this house, or do I want to upgrade to something better that's going to be uh, uh, more financially beneficial to the people that I leave the house to? Another factor that we see is pent-up sellers have been holding off, but now they just decided they just can't wait. Sure, they love the interest rate they have on their loan, but maybe they don't love the house anymore. They've been itching to move for a while, but of course, then in the last couple of years, they got freaked out by the rates. Now, Maybe that they've had some time, they're getting used to the 6% interest rate. And since life is going to keep happening, no matter what happens with the mortgage interest rates, maybe they don't want to wait anymore because these life events just keep happening. In the last two years, while they've been waiting because they thought the rate wasn't good enough, 7 million new babies were born. There were 3 million new marriages, a million and a half divorces. <laughs> Take a look at that stat. Three million marriages, a million and a half divorces. Guess it really is 50%. Seven million people have turned 65 years old. There have been four million deaths, four million new jobs, and 50 million people have changed jobs. So many people are going to have life happen to them in 2024. That could mean that the rate thing might not be as big a deal to them as they thought, especially when you factor in how much money they've recently made as homeowners. Homeowners who have bought in the last couple of years, and especially like since 2019 or all the way back to 2013, but in the last couple of years even, they've been watching their equity grow, grow fast and furious, like the freaking box office numbers for the next installment of that movie franchise. Family. It's all about family. 85 million homeowners saw gains in housing wealth last month. I say it again. 85 million homeowners saw gains in housing wealth last month. According to CoreLogic's equity report, the average U.S. homeowner with a mortgage has built more than $300,000 of equity in their home since they bought it. Okay, so that's some good news. Maybe a ton of free Monopoly money or (laughs) Vegas casino chips money. It doesn't feel real, but it's there. It's going to get people to not freak out about selling their home with their 3% loan 
and buying a home at a six and a half or six percent loan because putting three hundred thousand dollars down might soften the blow to their brain trying to wrap their logic around going from a three to a six percent. So, yes, that is some potentially good news, but it's not a super bitchin' gigantic projection of a swell of inventory. Doesn't mean that tons and tons of people are going to sell. It's more of a, uh, a chill expectation and hope. Remember, Uncle Larry said we're going to need, if we, even if we had double the inventory, it still wouldn't be enough. Okay, so that's the, uh, what we call existing home sales. So what about the home builders? Are they going to jump in the game? Are they ready to step up? Well, reports I read and researched all year said that the builders were trying to ramp up construction last back in 2023. But when I saw the production levels swing from up to down each month, I knew it was going to be a difficult game for them. And actually, uh, the most recent report shows that housing fell the construction housing starts fell 4.3% in December, as noted by the Commerce Department. Um, but single-family housing permits, which is a gauge of future construction, posted an uptick last month, indicating that as soon as they get building on that, there's going to be more inventory on the way. But the overall consensus on housing starts and new-build homes is slow your roll, Captain Optimist. It's still likely to be a challenging year for new home construction, and that's going to be due to the higher mortgage interest rates, uh, the tight monetary policies, and uh, this information comes to us directly from Elisa Huey, who is the chair of the National Association of Home Builders. And next, I'm going to give you a quote from the National Association of Home Builders Assistant Vice President for Forecasting and Analysis, Danushka Nanyakara Skillington. Danushka says, quote, moderating mortgage rates are expected to provide a boost to new home construction in 2024, but an uptick in building material prices and a shortage of buildable lots and skilled labor are serious challenges for home builders, unquote. Danushka, way to harsh my buzz. Oh, and let me continue to be the ultimate party buzzkill by tossing out this fact to you. Government regulations are making it hard on builders to build. See, it turns out all the really cheap homes that were built to bad code and bad for the environment, um, well, the states had to put laws in place to fix that. So we end up in a bummer situation for you, the consumer. Because currently, due to stricter regulations, right now there are more homes being built in just the city of Dallas than all of the state of California. So each individual state is slowing things down based on different regulations for different states. Um, this is the way I've, I've tried to explain to people. Think of, of the new housing greener regulations, um, like the way we did when we first saw Priuses on the road in the electric car revolution um, and evolution in the years back. We're in the Prius early phase, and it's going to be a few years before we evolve to where we are today, where there's many, many different affordable electric models in every class. But for today, those regulations are holding things back and making it more difficult for people to build. Now, there is one silver lining to the new builder death cloud that I've described. New construction sales actually did better in 2023 than in 2022, 
which is crazy because 2023, we were off by a million homes being sold. In other words, it was a worse year to sell houses, but new construction did better in 2023 than they did the year before when overall we sold a million more homes. So expect the greedy builders to follow the money and try to capitalize this on 2024. That they're going to come full force. I'm looking for them to try to push through those regulations and get the, some things going. But of course, the problem is the builders are just now collecting and getting this data, and they can't just pop up new homes in a matter of weeks. So they're not going to be, you know, a bunch of new homes up in the spring because they read that report. It takes years for them to get the land, uh, purchase the land, get the zoning, the planning, get the city on board, and then, of course, to build the homes and get you to buy it. All right, moving on with some more data for you. Now, this is a, a middle of the podcast reminder. I'm about to read you some very specific 2024 information that I found while researching for you. Now, I know it sounds like there are some positives, but I wouldn't be doing my job informing you at the highest level without reminding you of these three key things, the overall pieces that affect this minutia of the current data. Number one, we're still 5 million homes short of what we need. Number two, Uncle Larry said that we could double the homes in inventory and we'd still absorb it all with no change in the market. And number three, we are still 5 million homes short. <laughs> Even if we build a million and a half homes to catch up to the average, at the end of 2024, we're still going to be 5 million homes short. But here you go, specific data. Here's our pal, Dr. Lisa, giving us some specific 2024 information that Looks like it's going to be positive, talking about how inventory issues have been blamed on high mortgage rates over the past year. But Dr. Lisa, who I bet would kill me if she knew that I called her that, this is how Dr. Lisa sees things easing up for reasons other than just the pure numbers. We know that inventory has been the primary constraint on the market. We've heard that the rate lock is keeping existing homeowners in their homes. People don't want to give up their super low mortgage rates, but I believe in 2024 is going to be the year of life happens in which changing family and financial circumstances are going to lead more and more people to move and by listing their homes for sale, even if it means giving up the 3% rate and taking on a rate closer to 6%. Home buying and selling is a financial decision, but it's also an emotional and psychological decision and a family decision. And I think we're going to see more and more people who are going to be willing to list their homes for sale, despite the fact that rates remain in the sixes, unquote. Now, regarding house prices, Dr. Sturdivant, I got scared. I'm not calling her Dr. Lisa anymore. Uh, Dr. Sturdivant thinks that they're going to remain about where they are now, give or take, quote, because both demand and supply are projected to increase in 2024, I expect that at a national level, home prices are going to remain pretty stable in 2024, unquote. Again, not necessarily what I believe, but I'm giving you all the information. Zillow came out with some nice positive thoughts for you, too. Home buyers who have been struggling with low inventory and bidding wars over the past few years... Well, according to a recent survey, 21% of homeowners said they're considering selling their home within the next three years. So for the home buyers who have been struggling, this could be good for them. The influx of new listings would be a welcome relief in a fiercely competitive market. So let me sum up how this part three of the four-part series on the 2024 housing forecasts and predictions 
how this part three is the most important part of the entire forecast. If you want to know where the market is going, I've been trying to make sure that I got this information to you for years. Unfortunately, the market's not going to return to normal for buyers until the 5 million homes that we are short get built or offered for sale onto the market from current homeowners. And 5 million more when we only average a million and a half, this ain't happening in just a year or two. I mean, let's say it happened over the next two years. That means we've averaged a million and a half all the way back to the late 80s. That means we'd have to have, what, a million and a half plus three, four and a half million this year and four and a half million next year. No way that's happening. That's that's just not going to be that many new homes coming out on the market. So this is why I put the interest rate portion of the forecast after this part. Now, I know everybody out there is thinking that the interest rates are going to be the most important story of 2024, but once again, they're not. So you want a fact and some data? Here's a fact. I've been doing this podcast for five years, starting in early 2019, and every year, the average bro or chica or non-binary person who starts thinking about buying a home does the research and they end up focusing on the wrong thing. And my homies, this is not your fault. It's not your fault that you're focusing on the wrong thing. There's so much data out there that if you end up seeing the same topic mentioned over and over again, you gotta think that it must be right. Now, the reason you're seeing a different topic every single year is because people got to get clicks on their articles and people got to get you interested in what's going on. And people always have to talk about change. No one wants to talk about the underlying cause that has created everything and is still here. Low inventory. Since 2019, I have been trying to spread this message. I've been regurgitating from those people way smarter than me that as long as we have an inventory shortage, the market is going to continue to go up and be a seller's market. We've got rising population, and then we have these simple laws of supply and demand. I once again want to remind you guys, I'm your advocate and your champion, the only dude that's been putting out years of education just for you, the first time home buyer, because the rest of the real estate industry, unfortunately, doesn't think that you make them enough money for you to be a high priority to them. Five years, I've been trying to give you good advice, not because I want you to come be my realtor and help me pay my mortgage, but because... I know that most realtors, 87% of them quit in the first five years of the job. Now, I've been doing this podcast for five years and, and 18 years total doing this whole gig. And so if you listen to someone else in 2019, there's an 87% chance that they're still not doing this and still not offering advice. I'm hoping that uh, you're here so you can get some consistency and experience. That is my mission. So this year, the frightening thing is high interest rates. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. And I'm going to sit back and repeat what I've been saying since 2019. Rates aren't the issue. Low inventory is. And don't think that for the last five years, my comment section on social media hasn't been filled with haters who didn't believe me. And that's the people who are looking at the current Mar uh, uh, housing market update headlines and getting sucked into that because of my favorite thing, recency bias. Like in 2019, the haters and the trolls, when I said 
that we had low inventory and prices would keep going up, even though the prices have been going up for seven years before that. The millennials back then filled my comments with, okay, boomer, I'm waiting for the crash. It's for seven years, man. It's been going up too long since the 2008 crash. And 2008 crash is coming again. You'll see. Okay, fine. That didn't happen. Or how about during the hell of 2020, when I told the listeners six weeks into COVID that just that early into what was happening, I had homeowners asking me to put on a full hazmat suit and go show them homes. Well, the haters got in my comments and said, it's going to keep crashing now. This is a global pandemic, you dumbass. You just want to sell houses. You just want to make money off us. Realtors are slime balls and use car sale people. Well, go back and look at the history. It showed that the dip was only eight weeks. Eight weeks. And the low inventory that happened meant that the prices started going back up right in the middle of COVID. And I've got the charts and graphs to prove it. Or you can go back to 2021 when I told people that the insane 2.66 mortgage interest rate, the lowest mortgage rate in recorded history was absolutely a result of artificially manufactured economy to boost the post-COVID recovery. And I told people, you have the means, get on it now. You're never going to see this again. I warned that there isn't enough inventory to meet the demand of this ridiculously low, historic, cheap mortgage money. And we're going to see bidding wars and the prices will go up again. And they did. And later in 2022, the haters came out and said, dude, this is going up too fast, bro. This can't last, you sketchy salesman. I'm laying out for it to crash. So I put out more forecasts telling them what most economists said, that the rates are low, stupid, stupid low, not normal. This is going to go away. And because inventory is low, high demand is going to continue to move the prices up. And then at the end of 2022 and beginning of 2023, you should have seen the comments that I got when the rates moved and were going from two and a half to three to four to four and a half. People were saying to me, whatever used car salesman, rates are going back up. I'm just going to wait till rates hit 6% and then I'm going to buy a home for dirt cheap because that'll crash the market. You scum sucking realtor. This whole thing's crashing again. You're a charlatan. That's what I've been seeing. And if you know me, yeah, I can get a little enthusiastic, but I'm really just trying to give with love. I don't mind the haters. Like I said, it's not your fault. And I got to give them props for using the word charlatan. Um, though some of the other words they use, I cannot repeat if I'd like to keep my clean rating on the podcast. I just simply politely reply to them with the facts that I'd researched that inventory is still low. So with basic supply and demand, we'll have enough buyers that can handle the new higher rate. In fact, Many of my own listeners have done the math and realized that a strong replacement strategy, even if you're getting a, a rate at the ridiculous back then, 5%, um, they can get in and hope to refinance later if that's a possibility. And they understand that that replacement strategy is still mathematically sound. And then in 2023, the haters came out again. And sure, some of them were right in the uh, in the comments, but write about volume or quantity of homes sold. They said, the market's going to freeze. Well, it did. It slowed down by a million homes for sale, especially at the end of the year. But here's the catch. Prices kept going up. And I know damn well that the buyers out there, the haters out there, the trolls out there, and people in general, 
They don't give a damn about what happens to the quantity of homes sold if the prices keep going up. And why did that anomaly happen in 2023? Oh, yeah, low inventory. So now, the reason why we went through that whole track record was to let you know that you're getting this information that's based in long-term data, not short recency bias headlines. Now, in January and February of 2024, rates are around 6.6% or so. And with that rate, we are still seeing crazy offers that I mentioned here in Southern California. And they're also happening, I'm getting reports from my unicorns, all over the country and in Canada. Gang, this is not a crash. So right now, especially if you are new to the game, uh, and maybe for you folks who have been researching for two or three years too, maybe this would work for you too. I would like to humbly share with you my biggest observation in what want to be first time home buyers talk about their conversations, their questions, and their concerns. In general, there is way, way too much recency bias emphasis. And right now that emphasis is on the mortgage rates. The best advice I can give you is to stop rate watching. Expecting that lower rates are going to magically appear and be your magic bullet to make buying a home affordable. You came here because you want a forecast and prediction for 2024 and 2025. So rates coming down are not going to make things more affordable because when rates come down, millions will decide to sell. But multi-millions of people who are sitting on the fence are going to decide to decide that now is the time for them to buy. And there will still be a larger mathematical number of buyers than sellers, which means bidding wars and price increases, all because of the one big thing. Much love to my boy, Scott Van Pelt. Say it with me now. What's the one big thing? <gasps> Low inventory. And look, I get it. Gonna have haters, gonna have trolls. And maybe you're a logical person sitting there that still just can't believe it. Uh, if you think I'm wrong because of your emotions, your research, your logical mind, or maybe it's just your gut. Please remember that I'm here on your side, not trying to sell you something. Rewind the podcast 10 minutes and re-listen to my last five years track record in the information that I have been regurgitating to you. This is a revolution of knowledge to help you. I want you to succeed. I don't give a damn if you buy a home with me. I just want you to learn how to do this right. Since the first time homebuyer collective of people is getting horrific service and straight up lousy guidance. So jump on the revolution, learn the right way. And for now, what I'm telling you is Forget the rates and focus on the one big thing. SVP, say it with me now. Low inventory. There. That's part three. The only thing you really need to know. If you're ready to go and start your plan right now, go to howtobuyhome.com and ask your question or hit the button to ask for a local unicorn. And of course, they can help you get started on a one week, one month or a one year plan. We've got a last lease ever program if you're a year or more out, or maybe if you're within what you want to be your last lease. Uh, but this plan is for long-term planning. You can plan today and ask me on the website about the last lease ever program, and we'll get you a caring professional that's going to give you action steps 
way before most of the people in the real estate industry would give it the time of day. Now, this is where I should say you can do this and close up the forecasts and prediction series. But I have to do part four because if I don't talk about mortgage interest rates, some of your heads will explode. And I will do it. But Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and all the freaking wise men and the cattle that are lowing in the manger, rates won't lower the market because of, f it, I'm not even going to say it. Okay, even though you are making me do this damn part four on interest rates, I believe that many of you out there are actually digesting this and you understand what to do. So that means you can do this.